Who do you think is going to win the fight between Tank and Ryan? You do eight to 10 week training camp just to be perfect on that one night. And what if you're not? I was scared of my dad until I was like 18. Like, if you're not scared of your yeah, dad, there's yeah. something wrong. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I seen you on, on a show and you were talking about God and like, it like really touched me. I seen it, it popped up on my TikTok. I appreciate it. I had a lot of fun on this interview. I don't really like, honestly, truthfully, I don't really have fun on like interviews or anything like that. You know, I do a lot of boxing interviews, so it's the same repetitive questions over and over. So it was good to, you know, sit down with you guys and like, you know, get switch it up. Welcome back to the George Janko Show. Guys, I have literally Thanos in front of me. We have all the belts. I got that from Wayne, dude. I can't even steal that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a 29 <laughs> fights, 24 years old, 15 knockouts. Bro, you're coming for Mayweather's head. You are coming for everybody, yeah. but I've just learned everybody has to now come to you. Yeah. You are you you literally could just sit up at the top of the castle. You don't have to do shit. Yeah, I mean I I could just sit sit back and just, you know, let everybody, you know, come to me, but I'm the I'm the hunter still, you know. Ooh. Um I st I'm still hunting and uh you know, I'm coming for 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 everybody. Who is on your radar where you're like, I gotta rip this dude's head off so I could prove it not only to myself but to the whole world? Well, as of now, uh, I still Lomachenko. That's my next opponent. Mm -hmm. um, that's my main focus. Okay, um, perfect. I notice when you're in that fight camp, you don't like to talk about anybody yeah, about I mean, that it's, person. It's just it's just hard to 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 look past him because you know it's it's he he was at the top of the game. He was number one pound for pound. He was the best fighter in the world out of everybody, not just the weight division. Uh, at a time, so uh, he's somebody that you cannot look over. Awesome. Before we jump into what's happening now, I kind of want to talk about how you even got here. Mm -hmm. And I've been doing some homework on you, mm -hmm. and out of everything that I read that like, really sparked my interest was your relationship with your father yeah. and how he pulled you out of school from fighting yeah. and put you in a, a proper place and started the dream. Mm -hmm. um, what, what, is, what is your relationship with your father now? Is it still tight? Is it still oh, yeah, strong? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and my pops are, are super tight. He's still my 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 coach, my my manager. I mean, I wouldn't want to do it any other way. You know, I, I want to, you know, stay with the people that that got me here. My dad is the what got me here, and uh, he's the foundation of it all. So, mm -hmm. definitely, my dad, we're better than ever. That's amazing. That's, he's like, hey, don't talk shit at school. Talk shit where we make money. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> nah, literally, let's, literally, let's literally. fuck people up with belts. <laughs> Not like the belts where I hit you or you're a bad kid, but like the other belts. <laughs> How was that? Do you remember that first day of like going to a boxing gym and Yeah, when I was um I was like around seven years old. I remember I had gotten to like a fight at school. So uh What was I, it about? What was the fight about? Yeah, good question. <laughs> I, I, good question. I couldn't tell you. I used to just fight so much. You just punch people for no reason? I was on uh, the yeah. opposite end of you. Used to beat people up like me, where I used to be like, "Oh, hey, how you doing?" And you're like, Poof, and you're like <laughs> <"Not me out." laughs> "Yeah, something like that." So, um, my uh, I got in trouble. So my dad he, he took he took me out of school, and he was like, "You know what? I'm gonna take you to the gym. And every time you keep fighting, I'm gonna take you to the gym, and you, you're you're gonna get beat up, and this that's gonna be your punishment." So I was like, "All right, like I don't care." Was he a fighter? No, my dad was a fighter. Nobody in my family that I know of was a fighter ever. I don't know. I feel like somebody along the like way, like one of my ancestors, has or something to be. like yeah, had it has to, to be because it's just fighting is just in me. Like and I'm just was naturally just so gifted. Um, even on my first day, I uh, I sparred somebody. I sparred a kid. Um, he was like a like a kickboxer, mm -hmm. but we're 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 kids, so it wasn't like he was just the the so good. But you know, he was he was a kid. He was working on his on his stand up, his boxing, but he was a kickboxer, and um. We sparred on my first day, and uh, I knocked him out of his shoes. Like he, he literally, he literally, he literally he, nah, he literally had like some Velcro shoes. And when I punched him, he, when I punched him, he came out of his shoes, and uh, 
Yeah. You knocked a dude Damn. out of his shoes your first fight? Your first day. Yeah, yeah, your dad's like, day. I did something nice today. Yeah. This is this is it. Uh, can I ask you one question that I, I need to jump into if we're going to talk about sparring and you being a kid? The tank, the tank you you dog, it's, it's quote unquote, the doghouse. Mm -hmm. I've been learning about this. Uh, you were 17? Yeah, I would say, yeah, I think I was like 17. And how old was he? Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how some in his twenties, but I'm not sure exactly. How to me, I watched it and it didn't look like it didn't look like he was overpowering you, which is what the media try to make it look like. Yeah. And also, he already had his grown man strength. Yeah, yeah. And you're coming into your 17 year old like, bo your body's different now. Yeah, yeah no, for sure, 100. percent Um. Do you think why this is why people are ducking you now? Or? Yeah. Uh, no, I just feel like <laughs> that they, smile afterwards. Yeah, I feel like much. they're they're ducking me because of the fighter I am today. Not you know, then that was so long ago. Um, you know, he, it's different stories. People tell different stories, but the people that was there, they know the truth. What's and, your point of view? Mm -hmm. Um, <laughs> it was so long ago. It was so long ago that it doesn't even matter now because, you know, we're, we're grown men and we could, you know, settle it in the ring. All right. Yeah. It's where, where, where it really counts because, you know, it's just, it's so many stories, so many different point of views, but, um, I told my story and, uh. Now I'd rather just get it in uh, under the lights. I love that. Counts. I love that. And and if we're talking about um, fights with look, Ryan coming up, you guys have an mm -hmm. equal lineup. You yeah. have three and three, right? You have three wins, and he has three wins when you guys were in the amateur division. Yeah, our first fight, me and Ryan's first fight, we was like, I want to say like ten years old. So we've been fighting since we was young kids. So did you ever like? Did you ever build a friendship, or was it just yeah, always nah, like a competitive? Nah. Like nah, Ryan's still my friend. I'm still friends with Ryan. Like me and Ryan, we he's still, a good dude. Yeah, no, nah, I, I genuinely like Ryan. Um, but you know, we we're we're, we're competitors, we're rivals. Mm -hmm. uh, at the end of the day, but um, I like Ryan. I, I I've been I've been knowing Ryan for so long that we just we pretty much had no choice but to you know like each other because right. we just. We've been around each other so much. Yeah. Your paths keep crossing, which that's kind of exciting. You know what I mean? To be familiar with somebody and then yeah. kind of experiencing like all these insane events together. Right. For sure. Mm -hmm. um, what, what was your mindset when he went through the flash era? Because you must have seen yeah, that happen. Yeah, yeah. Were you like telling your parents like, what the fuck? Like, we got to come up with something. Did yeah, you like nah, want to be a villain or something? Or no, like no, literally. That's crazy that you said it because I remember around that time, my dad was telling me like, you know, we 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 need to come up with something. Like, I love your dad so yeah, much. Yeah, no, no, literally, no. Nah, it's crazy. It's literally like he was coming when Ryan was a flash. It was like something like more marketable. But I don't know. I just something just stuck with the dream for me, and I never. I don't know. I just I couldn't let it go. I couldn't just you know let somebody else take the dream. So um, I stuck with that. And um, now what is he king right now? He's He's not, he's no, no I, th I think he's King Ryan, but like I think his nickname is the Flash. Is he still the Flash? I I think. I don't think he's still the Flash. I, to me, he's the Flash after that one shot where I. I <laughs> did you see that shot? Like where everybody on the internet is like, "Oh, that he took a fall for no reason." I'm his friend, and I was like, "What the fuck was that?" And I had to slow down the frame to see his little left. Oh yeah, yeah I so know somebody. I know somebody. Yeah. If you have to freeze frame a shot, yeah, yeah. you the Flash. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you, I'm sorry, you're the Flash. I don't care if you're trying to run away from that, ironically, but you're the Flash. Oh my god. Yeah. Are you good over here? No, like wait. I'm sorry. That's my girlfriend. <laughs> oh, oh that's, yeah. that's lit. That's <laughs> lit. <laughs> <laughs> I like, Dude, I'm sorry. Okay. No, no, no. Just cut, just cut her out of the frame. Um, babe, you're, you're embarrassing, man. 
<laughs> You're embarrassing, right? Uh, before I go on, I want to thank Resort World for uh, having us. This is a beautiful spot. And uh, and I, every time I'm here, you guys, come check it out. It is a beautiful hotel. It really is. I, I really do love staying here. Um, I lost my train of thought after you were slipping around. I'm sorry. We were talking about <laughs> oh, 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 oh. And then I looked at you. I said, my girlfriend, train of thought, it's back. Girls, how are we doing uh, with women? What's your relationship is, is? Is there some women slipping in your direction? See what I did? Cause yeah, you <laughs> yeah, um, you know, I mean, yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> yo, yeah, you know, <laughs> yo, yo, the the highlights of this podcast, is like, you know what I mean. It's <laughs> gonna be clips. Every single question. So, wait, what's your type of girl? Like, if you okay, say you're 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 about you knock some dude out, right? Uh-huh. And there's there, the front row. We have a brunette, big boobs, skinny waist, big booty. We got a blonde, no titties. Big booty. We got a redhead. She got no credit score, no relationship with her father. She'll do anything. I like. I don't. I don't know exactly what you just said and exactly what. But but the big booties though. I okay. Like okay. He, he tuned me out after her big booty. He goes yes. That one. Okay. Cool. So and okay. So now I want to talk about. Sorry. I mean, we're just whipping through all this stuff because I. Yeah. I, no, no, I'm good. very excited about this. Um. Who do you think is going to win the fight? Between Tank and Ryan, I think it's a good fight. Um, I think Tank has experience, of course. Um, he's been in bigger fights. He's been he's much more proven. But I think Ryan is somebody you cannot sleep on. He has the the size advantage. He has the 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 weight advantage. He's bigger. He's he's longer. Um, he has the speed. And I don't think that Ryan is coming to lay down. I don't think that the fight will be. A lot of people, it's it's easy to pick Tank to win. That's a safe bet, of course, um, because he's just proven himself much more. But um, with a guy like Ryan, you, I don't think that you could sleep on him. I think it's going to be a good fight. Uh, I see it going 12 rounds. A lot of people don't see it going 12. But um, I see I see it being close, but I see Tank edging. Ooh, really? Yeah, I see Tank edging. But I, if Ryan was to win, I wouldn't be surprised. So my thoughts, these are my thoughts and not Wayne's at all. But when I was watching the interviews with Tank and him saying, like, I'm going to have the family stay at home. <laughs> this is all his words. <laughs> he's going to have his family stay at home. He made a very good point. He doesn't seem as confident as his lineups for the past fights that he's been in. So, like, to me, it's... I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think about that, yeah. See, this is the things I think about <laughs> after I talk to Wade. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. That's, a, that's a very, very good uh, point of view because, like, I think when you go into something, like, I, I watch... Jake get ready for fights and yeah. this guy in his mind you can't tell him he's gonna lose that is not an option yeah so for somebody to be already going into it being like it's a 50 50 to me it's yeah like- see no it's crazy because that's that surprised me too when I heard Tank say 50 50 because at first he was saying that he was gonna like you know he was gonna walk through him and Ryan wasn't this Ryan wasn't that and then all of a sudden he's saying 50 50 so that did surprise me but um just as a fighter when you when you get closer to the fights you just you put all the work in and, you know, it just – those nerves do come in and it's just natural. It's natural to, to go in there with that mindset like, you know, it could go either way, but I'm going to put it all on all out on the line. So, That's good. That's mm-hmm. good. But I just – I need to see that confidence out of him because then I feel like I, <clears throat> am I spending my money? Is he already lost? Is, he, is, his, men, is his mental there? Is it not? Because when you talk to Ryan, Ryan's calm. He, yeah, Ryan is calm. Ryan he, is he's calm. very calm. In fact, when he's in fight camp, he's different. He's just very mellow. Like – Really? Like serial killer mellow. It's just very <laughs> alarming. Like yeah. he just sits there and talks to you like this. And I'm like, okay, you're going to murder somebody. <laughs> uh, how are you like when you're in I, camp? Yeah, I'm the same way. Like, I don't, I don't know. I'd just be like, 
I like to just be like relaxed, like because that's the easiest way. Because no matter what, the fight is gonna happen. Whatever's gonna happen in the fight is gonna happen in the fight. We, I can't change it. I can't do anything to, mm-hmm. you know. We can only train as hard as possible and let let the result be the result. So I try to just be calm and try to just, you know, not think about the fight as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Try to keep keep busy and uh, just train as hard as possible. Mm. Because then you're more level-headed. You can yeah. think through things. Yeah. It was actually, I was just watching like a show, and she made such a good point. She's like, the best thing for you to do with your enemy is to get them emotional, right? Because then you can't think straight. Yeah. So the more level-headed you are, you know, you can think about your moves. Are, are you good under pressure? Reed, could you tighten up his wire just to make sure? Because I'm hearing him go in and out a little bit. Uh, are you good under pressure? Yeah, I feel, like I'm, I feel like I'm the best under pressure. I feel like... Reed, this part right here. Sorry. So you're good under pressure. Yeah, I feel like I'm the best under pressure because, like, my opponent now, he's not doing any talking. Like, he's 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 a Ukrainian guy. He doesn't really speak English that well. So he's not a, really a talker. He's more silent, more, you know, reserved. I like people that talk. I like people that, like, you know, like, give me that little, like, that little butterfly in my stomach, and it makes me go harder. It makes me, like, you know, like, a little bit anxious and mm-hmm. like it gives me that extra push. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that pressure. I like when the, the 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 world is doubting me, so I could prove them, prove to the world, and show like, you know, like pressure makes diamonds. Yeah, gives you fire. Yeah, yeah, to show like what I'm made of. What what uh, boxer have you gone up against that gave you the most butterflies? Um, my first time in Australia when I fought George Cambosis the first time, um, it gave me the mer- most butterflies because I didn't know what to expect. It's like. You fear the like with the unknown. You don't know what going going to Australia, going without my dad, fighting in front of forty thousand people, fans, all his fans. Like you know, I had I probably went with thirty of my thirty of my people, mm-hmm. and that was all. That was all I pretty much had. Well, I wouldn't say that's all I pretty much had because it was Muslims there that was supporting me. But for the most part, it was you know my little bit of, of a circle with forty thousand of right. his fans booing me. Doing any, anything that he did, they would go crazy for. So it was just, I didn't know what to expect. But once I went through that, it was like, oh, yeah, it's like I can go through anything. The second time I, the second time I went to Australia, it was like a breeze. Mm. That's awesome. You, you you fall on your spirituality for fighting? Yeah. So wh- I know Ramadan's still in, yeah, yeah, Ramadan, in yeah. action. Mm-hmm. How does that affect your, your camp? I know your meals, have, yeah, do yeah. they be affected by so, that, or do you take a yeah, break so, from it? Or? Yeah, so – in the beginning of camp, I was, you know, fasting from sunup to sundown um, and training. So I would I would do, like, my strength, strength and conditioning in the daytime and do my boxing workouts at nighttime. But it was just so hard to, you know, cram because I'm training two to three times a day. And I want to train at the, you know, the, the highest I can, the hardest I can. I want to, you know, train harder than I did last camp and the camp before. So I want to push myself to the limit. But it's hard to, 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 to do that with no fuel. Yeah. So um, you know, as a Muslim, I don't I don't I'm supposed to fast, but I get a pass from, you know, Allah understands that this is for my job, this is how I feed my family, this yeah. is this is this is how how I eat, how I'm able to provide. So mm-hmm. I'm able to to, you know, make up after Ramadan or instead you're supposed to give back. Like, okay. you know, you're supposed to feed people and, you know, the unfortunate and, and right. stuff like that. So that's what I've been doing, mm-hmm. giving back as much as possible and uh still, you know, praying and Saying on my prayers and yeah. stuff like that. What and you still did some of the fasting, right? So yeah, you yes, like yes, yes. did the most that you could. Yeah. And I think that that's, that like shows 100%. Much more. As an athlete, what are you praying for? Oh, man, I pray for everything. Uh, I'd love to get into that with you because I, I, I feel like question, a lot yeah. of people, 
they they want to get into praying. Yeah. And I feel like their conversations with God nowadays is like, oh God, I want I want my job to be better. But I feel like as an athlete and as somebody in my field, I think being elaborate and and very exact with your requests yeah. could be fruitful. For example, if I if you want to be stronger, it's like God give me, not instead of like give me the strength, it's like give me the ability to figure out how to push my body to get stronger. Yeah. And I have really deep like conversations yeah, I like with that. God. I like that. I like that. That's 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 fire. Um with when with praying, there is no cap on what you can ask God for. You could tell you could tell God, I want a billion dollars. God, can you please give me a billion dollars? Or I want a billion cars. I want a billion. I want my, I want my whole family to to never catch COVID ever again yeah. in life. You know, there's nothing that you that there's no cap on what you can ask God for. So um, I'm always mindful of that. So whatever I feel at that moment, I ask God. I tell I ask God, can you give me this? Can you give me that? Uh, can you give me health? Can you you know make sure uh, my family is are in great spirits? Can you make sure I'm in great spirits? Can you keep me at peace during training camp? Just Many Amen. different things. Whatever I'm feeling at that time, um, I ask God for, and God definitely gives it to me every time. And it's crazy to see how I'll, I'll ask God for something today, and by the end of the day, uh, I'll, have, mm. I'll have it. It's it's unbelievable. It's and a beautiful I, thing having yeah. a relationship with yes. God. Yes. No, yeah. yes, for sure. Um, I have this new thing that I do, and I'd love to share it with you because maybe it's something you would love to like practice, but um, I'm a Christian. So yeah. when I'm when I'm reading the Bible— Sometimes uh, it gets a little frustrating because you don't understand it too much uh -huh. or like you have a lot of emotions going into it. And then, like, as you know, when you talk to God, your emotions going into it versus getting out of it is different. Uh -huh. You know, uh -huh. that, that's a spiritual thing that a lot of people don't understand until they have that relationship. Yeah. Well, I started journaling and it was called my conversations with God. So what I do is if I have a, a dilemma, a situation, a hurdle, a, 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 a path that it's has temptations or sin or anything. Right. I'll write it down before I talk to God. And I go, these are what I want to discuss with God. And I'll just write down my feelings. Mm -hmm. Just very vulnerable. Yeah. And then I'll read and I'll study and I'll, and I'll bless myself with the presence of God. And then afterwards, I'll journal it again. And I won't even read it until like the next day or the next day after that. And then you'll see the actual evidence of it. And it's, it's crazy because sometimes we could sit here and bang our heads against the wall trying to convince people this relationship you have with the guy. Yeah. But once you see it on paper, it starts becoming more in your heart and it just starts getting way more fruitful. So I don't know if that's something you would ever want to do, but in your fight camp, if you want to do that, I, I yeah, it yeah, really I would, brought yeah, out a lot of I definitely I mean, want to look into that. I seen I seen you on um on a show and you were talking about God and like it like really touched me. I seen it, it popped up on my TikTok one day. It was like <laughs> I, I love that. I love I appreciate that. it. Man. Yeah, sure. I, I love uh faith conversations and I feel yeah. like we're getting to a place in this country not this country, in this world where uh, we're very closed off to like everybody else. Yeah. And I just think the most beautiful part was about it this country Was it something that you said like, that you saw God? Like it was something, I don't, what was, it was like viral, a viral thing if you're talking about God. I talk God, about God a lot. I'm like, like super like obsessed with it. No, but it was like something. It was like, it was like crazy touching. What, what um, was I wearing? Was I wearing a white hoodie? I can't tell you what you were wearing. I can't tell you what you were wearing, but it was like you, I don't know. It there, was there was one I, I think, think I, yeah. I, is it the one where I was like I don't walk I don't if, if I ask God if it takes me one inch away from you put it miles away from me it was like a prayer I said was it that one I don't know I gotta I gotta show you after the show we'll connect okay. I would yeah, love to talk yeah, to you yeah, behind the sure. scenes about some stuff because yeah, sure. so, this is like a layer we can't go too deep into yeah, like yeah, 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 sure, I sure. opened up my journal like anyway yeah, so yeah, I was yeah, like yeah. this is how I felt <laughs> my my girlfriend's really pissing me off right now God is like so, yeah, yeah, for sure <laughs> no, she's amazing journal <laughs> nah this this um 
and and I'm not just saying this to be cheesier because she's my girlfriend. The reason why I picked her as my girlfriend is because she made me a spiritually like better man. Yeah. When I when when a girl, I, I tell this to all my friends that are like chasing women. I go, there's two types of women. At the end of the day, the one that brings you up, and the one that brings you down. Yeah, that's crazy you say that because uh, the girl I'm dealing with now, she's Muslim. She's Muslim as well, and I feel like she brought me closer to God. Right. You know, um, when when you're dealing with someone when you're muslim and you're dealing with somebody that's not muslim like you know it's it's haram like you know when you're when you have sex when you you know you do those type of things when you're kissing when you're doing anything like that it's haram but when you do it with somebody that that is that that is with the same faith as you and you know practicing the same things to you it's halal you know you receive blessings from god when you do those things so uh i definitely feel like you know i i agree with what you're saying and she brought me closer to, to that's amazing i know that feeling you're talking about uh and not to be too and we could cut this out if like it's too opening and vulnerable because it, it does involve you as well so like i want to be fair to your feelings <laughs> so we, we could cut this out if we don't want to put it in but uh sexuality in this industry is at its all-time high mm -hmm. you know what i mean like sex sells yeah uh, and i'm at a point where when i met bell i actually took six months to seven months no masturbating no sex yeah. uh no porn no nothing yeah. because i had a conversation with a guy and he opened up my eyes he looked at me he goes you're christian right and i go yeah he goes you, you, you bumming with these hoes all over town and i go well yeah you know i'm just waiting for the right chick <laughs> yeah. and he goes i don't get that and i go what do you mean you don't get that i go let me explain it to you i'm gonna run through the city until i find one girl that god's like this is the one and i'm gonna be like all right god and then like it's over yeah and the guy goes that God's your father, yeah? And he goes, I go, yeah. And he goes, it's technically her father too. And I go, yeah. And he goes, so why would a father give his daughter to a piece of shit like you? And I was just like, yeah, you whoa. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck, bro? I'm not a piece of shit. I take these girls on dinners and I pay for it. And I'm yeah. like, nice. And I open I'm the door. Gentleman. I'm a gentleman. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. until the bedroom door's locked, then I'm an yeah. asshole. But like, but like I, I'm a gentleman throughout that. And he goes, yeah, but that doesn't matter. He goes, the quality is the same quality. And he goes, he's not going to give you the quality that you're looking for because you're not acting as it. And so I took the break. And then through that break, I met her. And it was the dream girl, the girl that I couldn't even imagine having. So I think a lot of relationship with God that people miss is the obedience and the discipline that comes behind it. 100%. 100%. And like if, if me and you are in a relationship, we can't be like I tell people this, like I, I hammer down on the OnlyFans girls and, and they were like, oh, you're sexist. And it's like, absolutely not. I love you more than these guys that are pushing OnlyFans on you. Yeah, hey, I see what you're saying. You get yeah, what I'm saying? Sure, and on sure. top of that, I tell men like, yo, don't buy OnlyFans. Don't watch porn because you're training your mind. Think about this. I'm just going to just real quick go by. You open up the browser. A normal guy is going to go through like nine videos, go through di different looking chicks, different positions. You're training your brain yeah. to be actively in this, you know, action. So how could you be monogamous with one woman if you keep training your brain to actively be picking on other women? 100%, yeah. You yeah. get what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I'm, and like truthfully, I don't watch porn because of those reasons. Like, Yo, me and you are on the same sure. boat. We both yeah. like good looking. Yeah. Yeah. We're yeah. fighters. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, <laughs> why'd you laugh so hard on that one, bro? Like, yeah, I'm a fighter, dude. I fight to stay alive all the time in this nah, industry. No, for sure, for sure. No, you fight every day. You fight, you fight every day, for sure. What's up, gang? Uh, I hope you guys are enjoying this podcast. If you guys want to see vlogs and uh, podcasts that are really, really in-depth about spirituality, family, uh, we just got done with another podcast. We have exclusive podcasts on my Patreon. We have a lot of content on the Patreon that I feel like you guys would love. Check it out. If you don't like it, unsubscribe. But I promise you, if you guys join, you're never going to want to leave. This is a really good place to be. 
I'll see you guys. Enjoy the rest of the podcast. What is, uh, what's one thing you would want to instill in your child if he was born in this generation right now? Um, discipline. Um, you know, I want, I want my son to, you know, work for everything. I don't, mm-hmm. I, I don't want my son to, or any son or daughter, I don't want them to just reap the benefits of, of my hard work. I want them to, you know, I want to instill hard work and discipline in them so that they can get their own as well. I don't want to be the dad that just, you know, spoils my kids and then, you know, they turn up, turn out to be just, you know, nothing in life because mm-hmm. of they, I just gave them everything. Mm-hmm. I, I want them to work, work and earn for everything that they get. Yeah, yeah 100%. Because I think, like, your your work ethic when you're a child of, like, building on, you know, knowing responsibility, knowing how hard to work for, th- that stays with you forever. Yeah. And it shows in the adults who, like, did not work hard as a kid, you know what I mean, for the things that they wanted or had discipline or anything like that. And when, yeah. I, my, yeah. when I was a kid, like, my dad used to be so hard on me. I used to be like, bro, mm-hmm. my dad hates me, bro. My dad, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, convinced he, he, I'm convinced he just doesn't like me because he just works <laughs> me so hard. But I, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for that. Like, mm-hmm. I, like... Like you said, that that work ethic is installed in me like forever. Like like I literally am a workhorse, and uh, I'm here. Be, I'm here where I am because of that. So um, I would definitely install that in in, in my kids early on. Yeah. And look 100%. how much respect for you have for him. Look mm-hmm. how much respect I have for him. I haven't yeah. even met the man, yeah, but through sure, his sure. actions, I could for respect sure. him mm-hmm. for sure. And through your respect for him, we have respect for him, which, which I think is so important. And that's another reason why I think like your partner. Like, it's important for your partner to have the same values as you, you know, because then you guys can support each other, you can lift each other, and then it makes the decisions with your children so much more easier. Yeah. You know, you're on the same page, you have support. You're not saying, you kids deal with it, you figure it out. It's like, no, you gotta have to, you have to have milk before you have meat. 100%. So it's mm-hmm. like, you gotta have that process. Um, I want to, uh, I want to have a relationship with my, my kids the same way that my dad had. And he was like, he was fun. But like he was, he was very, very strict. On yeah. certain, there was no crossing that line. Yeah. Do you know what like, I mean? Yeah. You cross that line, it's an emergency room. Like Bro, I was, I was, like, I was scared of my dad until I was like eighteen. Like, if you're not scared mm-hmm. of your yeah, dad, there's yeah. something wrong. No, yeah. Think about this. For sure. But hey, what's okay, crazy? Has he ever hit you? Huh? Yeah, of course. Okay, good. <laughs> okay, good, good, good. Because I want to open up some stories, and I don't want to be that guy yeah. that's like, oh, no one, no one else got his ass kicked. Okay. But the crazy thing is because I have a little brother, and he's like 13, 13. Oh, wow. And he's not scared of my dad. Like, oh, really? he, yeah, it's just my dad. My dad is at the point to where, like, you he's know, he's tired. Like, he did all yeah, that with yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah. Yeah, I feel like I took. He every, trained his other yeah, son to do yeah, the ass with yeah, him. I feel like <laughs> he's a professional yeah. at it now. I feel like I just took everything from my dad to where he's a great dad to my to my to my little brother, mm-hmm. and my little sister. But they just don't have as much discipline as I've ha- I I had when I was when I was a kid. You know, like mm-hmm. I wasn't able to go to like football games and like. This parties and all that. My little mm-hmm. brother, he does he he does it all. <laughs> really? Which he's he plays tennis. He's good at what he does, but just it's just different. It's just different. Yeah. That's different type of this. When I was his age, I was like working out three times a day, like I still am now, and like on a diet and everything. My little brother, he eats what he wants, eats when he wants, stays up all night, plays the game until he feels like he's tired. I had a bedtime. I had to go to sleep at nine, ten o'clock. Yeah, Excuse bro, me. I'm thirty. I'm thirty. Look at me. I'm thirty. My location's on my mom's phone, and I have to text her every night when I walk home. Yeah, that's crazy. Every, I go. I'm thirty, and she goes. I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She doesn't have that accent, but it's so much funnier if she did. <laughs> uh, yo, one time my dad, this is actually pretty fucked up that I'm going to say this, but I'm going to say this, whatever. It's my podcast, dad, whatever. Unsubscribe if you want to listen. Uh, <laughs> I, I was sitting with my dad, and uh, we I crossed the line with him, bro. Mm-hmm. And my dad was the type of dude, he would never put his hands on me all the time because my dad, was he's a loving dad. Yeah. But he'll put it 
he'll put his hands on me to set the standard so I don't cross that line. Yeah. For example, don't get mouthy with your father. Don't use swear words around your father in a negative way. Like if I, if I was young and I was like, yeah, that's fucking crazy, and I laugh, it's different from like, what the fuck's wrong with you? He'll be like, that's what crazy the fuck because, is wrong with me? Bro, that's you. crazy because Bop. I was able to curse around my dad when I was a kid, when I was a kid, but. Never at him. I never even tried to. Like, bro, I we're the same person. Like, bro, I never tried. You <laughs> <laughs> were the same person. One time he was downstairs. Jessica remembers this. Dude, oh my god. There's been times where like we're siblings and she'll get her ass kicked and whatever the fuck she did, I learned the lesson watching the ass kick. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. don't don't do that. Um, but one time, uh, and this really, I guess this really fucked my dad up. But like, you know what? I had to do it because I had oh, to do it. This, this yeah. story, yeah. So one time I got really lippy with him, bro. Really lippy. And he's at the bottom of the stairs. I'm at the top of the stairs. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, well, fuck. Like, yeah, like, and bro, I was young, too. And my dad's like, what? And, bro, like, when I heard what? And the way he looked at me, and he, goes, doo, 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 and he was, like, running up the stairs. I swear to God, I go, yo, 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 yo. He's going to knock you out. Just go there already. Just pretend like you're going to pass out. So I looked at him. I was like, oh. And then I fainted. And then my mom called me. She's like, oh, my God. And she's like, crack. She's like, look at you, dude. You're terrified of me. Passed out. Listen, I faked the whole thing. I was even looking at them to, like, see if he was going to still hit. My dad got scared in the middle of the night, woke me up crying. I was young though, right? So never talked to him about that again. But then when I grew <laughs> up, I, I looked at him. We were smoking together. He was smoking a cigar. I was uh -huh. smoking a J. And I thought uh -huh. it would be funny. I'm like, hey, dad, remember when I was a kid and you like busted up the stairs? He goes, yeah, dude, don't even bring that up. And I was like, you know, I was, I just fucked it. And I just faked that shit. I like knocked out. And bro, he looked at me and Jessica goes, nights. There was nights where he wouldn't fall asleep. Like I fucked his mental up so bad. He was telling everybody in the house. He goes, "Dude, like I don't, like my son is so scared he passed out. Like I, I crossed the line. Like I, like he didn't touch me again for like years." Oh, you had the cheat code. Oh yeah, bro. Pass out. <laughs> Yo, like, look at me. Look that. at me. Pass out. And if that doesn't work, <laughs> run away. Like, what? If he hits you while you're passed out, run away. Yeah, run away. Coat. You got the cheat code. Have you? Have you? What was like the worst situation you ever ran into with your dad? I don't know, bro. I was so scared of my dad. Like growing up, I was I wasn't crossing that line at all. Like, really? Yeah, bro. I was, like I'm not like, even gonna go yeah, there. Like, yeah. Oh, dude, I was I was bro, I was a dumbass. Bro. I was yeah I was yeah see. Well, you were you were like you had a life. You know what I mean? Like you wanted to do boxing yeah. and like find yourself. I was well like. When I, was, when, I, when, when, when I was growing up, like, I just wanted to make my dad happy, like, when, like, with boxing, like, that used to make my dad the happiest, like, when I would do good, like, training or sparring or whatever the case may be, so, like, that was just the goal every day, just to, like, make yeah. him happy, like, yeah. And, yeah. Did he coach you, too, like, a little? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, it's because he's your coach. So, like, he, he, my dad was one of my coaches growing up, but mm -hmm. I had other coaches, and now my dad is my 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 main coach now but um right. growing up i had like different people come in and help me makes sense yeah and i think you know because it's kind of similar like i i don't have that relationship with my dad but with my mom my mom was a professional figure skater so she was my coach when i was younger i like compet competed for like you know my whole childhood and so she was my coach and at home i kind of looked at her the same way so how you guys feel about your dad is how i feel about my mom like yeah. i was very scared of my mom i didn't become i didn't have that friendship with my mom until same thing like 17 18 yeah. and then all the way up and i think it's that like i don't know it's that coach like relationship because at the rink you know she's like screaming ass off at me yeah. and then at home it's a different type of screaming and so you're like but i don't even i never had that my dad my dad was only yelling at me when i was an idiot but he was like my best friend, like throughout everything else. Like yeah. I only just got my ass beat when I crossed the line. But it's crazy that all, even all three of us say that like you know, our our parents are pretty strict, but then like they become your friend like in life. But mm -hmm. that's because you just respect them. You guys have yeah. that mutual respect when you get older. Mm -hmm. And um, 
it makes for like a good relationship. So that's why um, I'm gonna be strict on my. I want to yeah. <laughs> actually take the time <laughs> to like say this to anybody who's listening right now that's like maybe just had a kid or maybe he's raising a son and he's like overwhelmed. I think. And, and you guys, please chime in if you have anything to say. But I think that the number one thing is just like supporting and loving. Like yeah. everything else falls in order, I think. But when the kid knows that you really love him and are for him, yeah. I think he then forsakes the world because he has a good foundation at home. Mm-hmm. And I think everything starts at the house. So my dad was, yeah, I make jokes. He, he disciplined me. But my dad was my number one fan and my best friend. Like, mm-hmm. I knew when the world was against me, I could come home to three people that had my back. Yeah. So, like, that's the <clears throat> main ingredients yes. of a good relationship. 100%. It's love. Like, yeah, so, 100%. Really, yeah. Okay, cool. Good. All right. Um, let's get into some fighting stuff, bro, because I feel like I just, mm-hmm. I, I, like, detoured off. Like, <laughs> but I loved it. I loved the detour. Yeah, it was no, like a nice sure. exit. We took yeah. a, little, a little pit stop. Yeah. It was a little nice. Spiritual pit stop. I do have a question. Tell us about... Shakur Stevenson. Um, hey, dude, you nailed that. Hey, you nailed that. Sorry, yeah, why is he calling you out, bro? <laughs> I mean, he's supposed to call me out. Uh, you know, I'm the king of the division. I'm the guy with with, with all the hardware, Daniels, like you said. So, um, you know, it's that's the right thing to do to call out the champion. Um, and these guys, they make it a bad thing about calling out calling out each other. This is part of the game. This is what we're supposed to do. And the best is supposed to fight the best. Yeah. And um, that's how it's supposed to go. So uh, yeah. that's why he's calling me out. That's true. And it's like you said earlier, you want the smoke. You want the fire. You want somebody to talk shit 100%. <laughs> and if, if somebody's mad because somebody's calling them out, oh, oh somebody that's worthy, like, you know, I, I feel like it's disrespectful when it's a guy that's just not even, like, you know, close to, like, the top or, you know, is still, you know, doing fights to, to to get there, then it's, like, disrespectful. Like, bro, you know that you, I gain nothing from fighting. You know that it's it's not even a realistic fight. Yeah. Then that's when I feel like it's disrespectful. But when it's a guy who's multi-weight, multi-division champion and a guy who's, you know, a credible name in the sport, then, yeah, of course, you know, he's, he, he's supposed to do that. I, re, I respect it. Mm-hmm. You want to so, fight him? So, of course, I want to fight. I want to make the, the biggest fights happen. I want to make... All these fights happen, but it all starts with May 20th and uh, me being victorious against Loma. If you could fight somebody in history, like a Muhammad Ali type of stuff, like somebody yeah. like that doesn't is not in the realm right now, who is your dream fight that you would be like, man, that would be like insane? Um, I would have to say Roberto Duran. He's the greatest lightweight ever to me, in my opinion. Um, the, the best fighter ever in, in, in my weight class. He was just a monster. Um, that would be... A, a dream fight for me love that and if we're talking about boxing and like expanding the 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 foundation of it i want to bring up jake paul because like yeah. j- I, he is my friend but like from from an outsider just as a fan of everything he's doing what he's fighting for in and out of the ring mm-hmm. what are your thoughts overall of him and then what are your thoughts about him fighting nate diaz yeah i, I love jake i like what he's doing i'm i'm a good friend of his as well i just spoke to him the other day um i think he's what what he's doing for boxing, and he's bringing so many more eyeballs to to boxing. If it wasn't for Jake, he probably wouldn't even be talking boxing right now. <laughs> no, no, really, no, really, no, really, no, no. It's no, so funny. You're no, right. No, no, hundred percent. No, hundred percent. Because it's like Jake has brought brought like a new audience to boxing, and um, mm-hmm. so many young kids watch boxing now. So many people just watch boxing in general. So uh, I respect what he's doing. He get, he gets a lot of flack for it, but he's trying to be a real fighter it's not like he's just disrespecting the game he's not training and he's yep. just 
there is some YouTubers and some influencers that that are doing that. Like you, you go watch some of the fights, and they look like they never been in the gym a day in their life. Yeah. But Jake's not one of them. Jake mm -hmm. is somebody that's really dedicated. That's yeah. really hiring the best sparring partners, the best trainers in the world. Yep. You know, really, yep. you know, refraining the from dog. Yeah, he's refraining he from a lot of things. Him. Yeah, refraining from a lot of things mm -hmm. to be be labeled as a real fighter. So I respect that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he has that athlete mindset. Who do you think is going to win? Uh, wait, well, hold on. Before we even get to the Nate Diaz fight, what did you think about him and Tommy? Like, that uh, I situation. thought it was a good fight. Um, I thought it was close. I don't think it was – it wasn't definitely wasn't Jake's best performance. I, I wanted Jake to win. I was rooting for Jake. I said that to Belle. When I yeah. saw him on camera, I turned to her and I go, yo, he's not in it. Yeah. Like, there, you could just see his face. And he was late to come out. Yeah. I was There was something up. And then he's not really one to make excuses. Mm -hmm. But, I mean – all I keep thinking about, and this is so crazy for you guys. Like, if I wake up one day and I, I just don't feel like myself, yeah. the podcast is shit, but it's not my reputation, bro. Yeah, like, yeah. You guys wake up not feeling good on, the, like, the, the day of the fight. It's like, that's your worst fucking nightmare. Yeah, no, Has I mean, it ever happened to you? A hundred percent. I mean, you, you train, you do eight to ten week training camp just to be perfect on that one night. Mm. And what if you're not? You wake up with a yeah, sniffle. Yeah, what if I just wake up on just... <laughs> I'm just not feeling, I'm just tired yeah. today, you know, but that's what separates the, the greats from other fighters that they can perform no matter how they feel, no matter what they, they're, they're going to be on their A game. And, uh, that's what it's about. Yeah. Do, do you, you do mind any... bringing the mic just a tiny bit closer? Yeah. Thank you so much. Do you do anything specific? Like when it comes to your health, like, do you have any like specific like supplements or you're like these things, like they keep me healthy or. Yeah. I mean, I take a bunch of supplements. I got so much different stuff. I got a nutritionist. I got, you know, um, uh, a company that, you know, that draws my blood and you know picks and says what sees where i'm deficient in and what i need what i don't need whoa well, i need this yeah yeah so uh link me in with these people yeah, i think yeah, i have gut yeah. issues <laughs> i haven't had a solid yes. stool in a long time that's pretty that's a lot of information i'm sorry yeah, nobody wanted to know <laughs> <laughs> gluten's been fucking me up more than any boxer in the ring dude it's it's just i can't put down bread at all because you like keep I, talking to him like break up with gluten bro break up with him <laughs> Nah, it's it's a it's been a four year long fight about gluten. Oh shit! Speaking of fight, let's <laughs> circle losing, back. You're losing bad. <laughs> uh, so Nate Diaz, like, what what do you think that's gonna go? Um, I don't know. Honestly, I haven't really even watched Nate Diaz like as a boxer. So, of course, I'm I'm always going with Jake. Like, I'm a little biased because I genuinely like Jake. I like what he's doing. I respect what he's doing. Um, so I'm I'm rocking with Jake. But I don't I don't know. I haven't really seen much of Nate Diaz as a boxer. Um. Or really just in general, so I couldn't really say, but Jake should win for sure. Fuck yeah. He's he's multi-talented, and, and I'm noticing that you like to expand in different like avenues. Like, for example, fashion is yeah. something you're very passionate about. Yeah, yeah. Is there anything in the fashion world you're excited about coming along? Or um, No, not that I could say right now, but I just love fashion. Like, since I was a kid, I always liked, you know, like, getting fly, like, you know, just being different. And uh, it's just something that I just, like, in the ring, out the ring, uh, I just love clothes and mm. shit like that you do runways no 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 i never did a run i was supposed to do a runway for dolce and gabbana like last year but i was in training camp for my fight so oh that would be yeah, great yeah, that would be cool yeah. well god willing in the future yeah yeah, yeah, go yeah, back, yeah. You know? inshallah yeah I, 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 I will you know do a bunch of runways yeah do you believe in uh, uh speaking into existence and then bring I, it oh man I'm, I'm a firm believer in speaking it speaking stuff into existence dude let's talk about that where, where do you think that falls in the realm of because i have like this theory behind it 
that I just, I'm not gonna lie, I was just smoking one day and I thought about it and I was like, whoa, this kind of makes sense. So I want to hear your point of view and then I, I want to explain my point of view and see if like we kind of have like the same visual on that. I don't know. I just feel, just pretty much just feel like, you know, it, like you just put it out in the universe. I like just speaking it, putting it out in the universe and I feel like it really happens. But on top of a lot other things, you got to actually like, you know, go for it and, you know, really pursue it. But I don't know. It's just simple. I really just feel like speaking it, you, once you speak it, you put it out there for the world to hear and for people to hear, it can happen. Yeah, I, I like that. So um, forgive me because I don't know too much about your religion, but mm -hmm. is your guys, do you guys fall in the same category in the in the Old Testament? Do you guys have like in the beginning part or is it like completely different? So for in our, in our Bible, we have the Old Testament, right? And the Jewish people believe in the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. And it's like in the beginning was the word and the word was God. So in this aspect of it, I saw that we were made in God's image. Mm -hmm. or, or do you, does your religion believe in that or no? Yeah, do we? Yeah, we, yeah, we believe in that. Yeah. Okay, cool. So I was thinking about this. If we're made in his image and everything he created in the beginning was from his words, he said, let there be light. And then there was light. Yeah. If we're made in his image, then that means we are bringing what we are calling out the same way that our father is. So like, if you notice the people that are like really excited about going to the gym, like, yo, I'm going to go in the gym. I'm going to kill it. Mm -hmm. The people that are depressed, they're always like, oh, I don't even want to do anything. I'm sad. And they're just like, they're speaking their lifestyle. Yeah. So then I realized when I was in COVID, everybody around me was like, yeah, bro, I'm sad. I'm depressed. Every commercial I watch is an antidepressant. Like I realized that everybody's conversation was depressed. And then I gained weight. I was really sad The people around me weren't people I wanted around me. Like it was weird. And then one day I had this thought. And then I wrote all the things, the, all the qualities that I wanted out of my life. Yeah. And I put it on a piece of paper on my, in my mirror and I just said it all day. Like, today I'm going to have a great day. God's going to give me a great day. It's, I demanded it's already here. And bro, I would have an amazing day. So I literally started speaking things into existence and then that's the realm of why I feel it works. Yeah, I, I like that. Yeah. I like that angle <laughs> at it, for sure. Like when, when somebody starts talking like negative or anything like that around me, I tell them, bro, I, Get away from me. I, I need good energy, good vibes. Mm -hmm. I need, you know, I need somebody to, to uplift me. And, yeah. It transfers. I, I like, yeah, yeah. yeah. If, you're, if you're in a bad mood and you're low, yeah. like, that that rubs off Somebody so complaining, like, you know, I, I hate when people complain. Like, mm -hmm. I have so many reasons why I can complain every day. You know, I'm I'm tired. I'm this. I don't want to work out. Oh, I got to work out again. Or mm -hmm. I'm starving. I'm hungry. I don't want to eat vegetables today. I want to eat. I want to go eat some McDonald's today. I want to go to Chick-fil-A. But, you know, um. I don't, I don't, I don't put that out in the universe. I try to stay positive. I try to, you know, uplift my people, and uh, I think that's what it's all about. Mm. Was there any like type of a like substance you were addicted to, like a phone or marijuana or drinking, or was there anything that you like at, like had a hurdle about? Like, nah, I, no, I'm I'm really at a battle with my phone though right now. Like, I really, really? like, yeah, like, I want to like stop being on my phone so much. I'm like on my phone 24 seven. And, uh, like, I I feel like it's a problem. Like, just, like, just a battle between me and my phone. Like, only I know this, but yeah. I just feel like I spend too much too much time on, like, social media and stuff like that. I, I didn't delete the apps and then reinstall them a couple hours later. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
<laughs> so, <laughs> he's the type of dude who breaks up with a girl like, get the fuck out. Grab your shit, get the fuck out. And then an hour later, like, yo, where are you? Let's talk about this. <laughs> yeah, Why'd you leave? Yeah, so. Why'd you leave? We were talking. Yeah. So it might be four years like gluten, or it might be. <laughs> <laughs> now you're might gonna be, lose that one then, bro. <laughs> it might be it might be four months. We but but we're I'm, we're gonna get it together. We're gonna figure it do out. Do you wake up and touch your phone right away? Yeah, see, that's the thing. Bro, I that's wake up crazy. Yeah, no, I, you can't listen, do that. I roll over mm-hmm. and I won't say anything. I would just roll over and I will go on my phone. Yeah, you're like, who messaged yeah, me? And yeah, what, what What did I miss? Bro, that's, nah, no, 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 no. I can't do that. You don't do that. do that? Uh-uh, uh-uh. How long, how, how long do you take to? I don't touch my phone until noon. Like, I'll get up around, like, 7. I'll be in the gym by 8. I'll work out. I won't touch my phone. Like, in fact, like. So you don't listen to music or anything? So when you work this out? is what I started doing. I put my phone away in my locker. Or like somewhere away where, or, or I just give myself discipline. I won't open up the apps, right? Or, mm-hmm. or my text or my phone. But I'll go on YouTube and I'll type in like, instead of listening to music at like 8 o'clock of 50 Cent telling me he's going to shoot somebody, yeah. I'll listen to like a Stephen Furtick or like somebody who's uplifting me and talking about things that I need to accomplish with the day. So while I'm working out, I'm spiritually working out or like mentally working out. Yeah. I won't listen to this music. And I did it in such a habit form that now when I listen to pop music and listen to what they're saying, I feel stupid. I go, yeah. what the fuck am I listening to? Yeah. Like, if you really take a second to listen to the lyrics of yeah. what people are saying, you're like, oh, this is sabotaging my soul. Yeah. Like, this is not good for me. <clears throat> I said sabotage. Yeah. <laughs> Yesterday for like five minutes at dinner, she's like, yeah, that's crazy. Sabotage. I said sabotage. No, you didn't. And then we're all looking that's, at her. That's like, how I said. I said sabotage. But I guess you say sabotage and not sabotage. <laughs> and that was like the craziest thing. <laughs> so what about you with your phone? With, with my phone? Yeah. Um, honestly, I think I do a pretty good job. I'm not going to lie. I don't know because I... I like to be in the moment. I, I, you know, obviously, like, I wake up, I roll over, I look at my phone, I'm on my phone right away, but I'm not somebody who, like, gets lost. If I'm with people, like, I put it down. Like, I feel really, I feel this instant, like, guilt if I'm with people and I'm, like, on my phone, I'm hyper aware of it, so. See, I used to, didn't feel like that. Like, I used to just, like, I would be somewhere where I'd be eating or something, I'll be on my phone, and I wouldn't think twice about it. Oh, you're that guy? Yeah, I used to be that. (laughs) I used to be that. But then I got to the point where I I would be mindful of me being on my phone, and, like, you know, I would put the phone down. But we're working still. We're working, you know, each day where it's it's a fight. I love that. But you you know know what? You know who should play in traffic? Uh, People that answer their phone in cars. When you're listening to music and everybody's, like, feeling the vibe, and we're on a road road trip, and then somebody answers their phone... And then talks for fifteen the minutes the whole time you're in the car, like this listening to their conversation. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. bro, I get the fuck that. out of the car. I don't car. do that. Yeah. I, 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 that's one thing I don't do. Mm-hmm. Like I won't like. Well, you could do it because you can fuck everybody up in the car. So yeah, no, we're no, all no, like, no, no, Yeah, I, put I, on speaker I, I if you need to. I won't like Facetime <laughs> or something like that. Like, yeah, it's rare that I'll get on Facetime or, or I'll be talking to somebody. One because I just don't care for everybody to hear my conversation. Mm-hmm. Like it's just like, and it's okay for a minute to be like, oh, okay, I gotta go. But and that's actually something I was gonna bring up was that. I got really aware about the phone thing when I had a friend who, like, I was talking to her and then she, I was listening to her talk, you yeah, know? Yeah. Being there. And then I started talking and then she, like, got on her phone. <laughs> and I never wanted to just smack somebody's phone out of their hands so badly. And I think that's, like, that's when I started getting really aware of that. I was like, damn, I hate when people do that to me. If I'm talking to you, don't get on your phone. Yeah. So I don't want to do that to people. And then I was Bro, like. Bro, I, I, like, if you ask anybody on my team, I won't speak to you if you're looking at your phone. If I'm talking and you look at your phone, even if it's two seconds, you're reading text. Yeah. Just, just to me, talking. it's like, bro, no, it's that, like you're opening up another conversation. That's a good sign, though. Like, that's like where you're like, when somebody's talking to you and then they stop talking, you're like, 
what's up? Like, why why did you stop talking? So, like, that's mm-hmm. a good way to, without being, like, rude about it, just to stop yeah. talking. You yeah. think they would notice? They don't. They really? Just keep, they just keep going. <laughs> what, what is your mindset when it comes to people around you and you need to, like, kind of, I got into a place in my life right now where it's, like, my company is my currency. Yeah. So, like, how do you, how, is there somebody on your team that filters who comes in and comes out of the camp? Uh, me, really, honestly. Um, and I don't like to be with too many people because, I don't know, I'm really with the same people that, that I started with because, uh, of course, people try to come, from, come in and infiltrate and, you know, and, and so what. But um, I don't know. I just feel like I get fucked every time. Like, I like somebody new comes in, like, it shows me, like, like God is keeps sending me signs like, no, like, mm-hmm. no, do not let anybody into your circle. Your circle is tight. The, the people around you love you and they care for you and they're in your life for a reason. And when I let somebody in, it never works out. Like it, 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 it just doesn't like, it just seemed to just fuck me over. Do you feel like you have somewhat of like a trust issue? Because like, is, is there anything in your life that you're like, okay, well, not this many people wanted to go and have dinner with me when yeah. I was beating kids up at school. Yeah. Um, but now they do. I feel like I have a trust issue, but in a way I don't because I let people in so easily. Like I, I, I let people in that bring nothing to the table that can cannot benefit me or do anything for me, and they're just there when I don't need to. I and and I shouldn't because you know it's people need to be like assets to to me these these days and I, i'm not and i don't say that like just saying that i'm here to just use people but i am the you type of bring person something to the yeah table. i'm the type of person that i like to help people if if i can help you then i then i will and i need people that's willing, that wants to do the same thing that wants to bring something to the table because i know i will bring something to the table with whoever whoever i do i know that if you if you're around me i'm going to try to help you bubble and try to help you you know any way that i can Mm-hmm. I, I read this quote and it really changed my perspective on this. Um, I grew up with, uh, I'll help you, you help me. Mm-hmm. And, and in my mind, I was like, this is a great like exchange, right? Because now you have my back, I have your back. But yeah. then people fall short of that, right? And then you measure your, hey, why, I would never do that, so why would you do that? So now, after reading this, it goes, you take care of you, so that way you could then take care of me. Yeah. And I'll take care of me, so then therefore I could take care of you. Yeah. So... That is better than like treat people how you would want to be treated yeah. because I see some people treat themselves in, mm-hmm. in terrible, terrible ways. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want you to treat me that way. I yeah. don't want you to treat yourself that way. Yeah. Yeah. So it's and like a leading by an example type of. Yeah. And sometimes too, it's sometimes you can't have the standards that you have for yourself. You just can't have them for other people. And because then like you will be, I think for the people who are close to you, like, yes, have those standards because you want your life to be rich with the people around you. But you can't always expect people to like be at your standard because you'll be disappointed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. Like if that makes sense. Yeah, I hate when like that happens. when you put so much pressure on like you're like, well, I know that like I would never do that. I would never put myself in this position. But other people are just sometimes they just don't have that same the same values or the same standards as you. And but I feel like I'm good at like I I hold people to like like that stand like. I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm not. Yes, accountability. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm going. I'm not going to like let somebody just treat me any kind of way. I'm not going to oh, let yeah. somebody just. Where'd you learn that? Because, bro, I, it's fucking hard to master that. Um, I, I'm such a people pleaser, bro. Like people walk on me, I'm like, ah, well, dust your shoes off. I don't know. Like, yeah, see, like, I'm. I don't know. I don't know. I think I was just like born like that, and even my mom like complimented me on that like recently because like my friends treat me good. Like my friends like 
like they they I don't know I just make them like you know like treat me yeah respect me like my like I respect them and they respect me like it's not like I don't know I don't it's just something that I'm just like master I don't don't know how do you you think that falls in the realm of like you could fuck them up uh, and I'm not saying that no, as a because, joke. I mean that no, because, so, like, so seriously. Because like me and my friends, we don't like I don't joke with my friends like that. I don't like you I don't, never put your hands yeah, on your friends. Yeah, I don't I don't we don't we don't play like that. I don't talk about my friends. I don't like you know disrespect them. I don't yeah, like, I don't do Good I don't qualities. do none of that. Like I don't even just like like I don't I wouldn't even like say nothing if they had something on the shirt. I wouldn't like you know, I would tell them like, Hey, you got something on your shirt, but I wouldn't just like make a joke or nothing like that. Cause and because I don't want them to do that to me, I don't like you know I don't I don't like when people talk about me, so I won't talk about them. So um, yeah, I love that. By the way, I love the way you wrap that up. <laughs> so I swear to God, I thought he was gonna <laughs> drop something else on me, and he goes and he goes, yeah, <laughs> yes so, sir, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so okay, so say God willing, everything goes according to your plan, and you've called into fruition of you being the greatest boxer to ever exist. You walk away from the legacy on top. Mm-hmm. The dream is fulfilled. Yes. Um, what's what's the new what's the new steps? Is it being just a father and sitting at home? Yeah. Is it is there some type of uh, a foundation you want to attack when it comes to um, building it, like for children, or is there fashion? Maybe you want. I was wearing know- wear. Yeah, yeah, I want to know where no, your I mean, head at is next. I want to give back to to you know the all the Muslims around the world. I want to be a great role model. I want to inspire and touch as many people as I can along that journey. And, you know, where that road ends, as far as me just, you know, giving back and touching people, then we'll see. But I don't know exactly how how that ends or, you know, what what's the next steps after that. But, um, yeah. I, and then I pray that God keeps blessing your hands because sure. he knows yes, you're going to give it to his brothers and sisters. Sure. So yes, you have a thank good you. heart Amazing. and a good head on your shoulders. Thank you. Thank you. Bro, it was a pleasure talking to you, man. Yeah, no, no, I I had a lot of fun on this interview. I don't really like, honestly, truthfully, I don't really have fun on like interviews or anything like that because it's, you know, I do a lot of boxing interviews, so it's the same repetitive questions over and over. So it was good to, you know, sit down with you guys and like, you know, get switch it up. I really appreciate well, that. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, thank you thank for your you. team for coming here. And uh, I would love to come and support. Yeah, for And sure. if you ever want to jump on a, on a call with me and, and just talk, just to talk, I feel like I want to make that a little bit more known with my guy friends. Like, hey, like, it's okay to just vent. Because sometimes when you vent with your own crew, it stays there and it, yeah, and it yeah. marinates. Yeah. But if you if you ever need somebody from your outside world, bro, I'll always be here for you. Bro. Oh, my it man. It was a pleasure. Sure. Mm-hmm. Nice to meet you, bro. And good luck on your fight. Oh, thank you. Yeah, hopefully you guys can come to the fight. Hook Would you guys up with some to. tickets. I'd love to. Except for yeah. she has thank a sick you. in the second row because the redhead is now starting to look like her a little bit. And I don't know. <laughs> Wait, the what? <laughs> the, the, the Remember, I gave examples of Oh. <laughs> we'll cut that joke. It didn't hit. It didn't hit. We're going to end it on a high note. Thank you guys for watching. Uh, like and subscribe. Remember, every Thursday. And uh, is there anything that you want them to take a look at? It- no, just tune in May 20th uh, on an ESPN pay-per-view. Watch me fight and uh, watch me become victorious. Woo! Thank you. Thank you. We'll see you guys next time.